1: plushcare.com slash weightloss.
2: Hi, beautiful humans. Welcome to episode 18 of Conversation. Again, I feel like it's almost a tradition now that I should begin my podcast with an apology. <laughs> it is Friday. It is not Wednesday. I did record this episode on Tuesday, but due to the football on Wednesday, which I'm absolutely devastated about because I'm a huge football fan. That's a lie, I'm not, I'm not. But it's sad, it's sad, you know? And then uh, due to my life being absolutely insane on Thursday, I also forgot, so I cannot apologise enough. However, I do feel today is a special day as it is Friday the 13th of July, the day the devil comes to London. Oh yes, Donald Trump is here. Hmm. I'm not going to get political right now because uh, that's not what we're all about today. Well, it is, but not on this episode. So I'm going to jump straight in. This week's guest is a phenomenal woman. She's like... I, I can't even express... Like I do a lot of jobs, but she does so many things. She's so creative and so business-oriented. I just... I, I really... She's amazing. Like, if I have one fraction of her business sense, then I would be way better off than I am right now. i tell you that. (laughs) But I'm not jealous, I'm just in awe. She is gonna blow your mind. She's so lovely as well, she's so sweet. Her voice is really calming. I think you're gonna love her. Her name is Kato and she runs Steam Girl Official the Instagram, which is linked to her website. She is a musician, she's a clothing designer, she's a model, she's fucking amazing. She's also an investor. She invests in other girls, like she helps them build their brand and their business. Like amazing, amazing. So if you have ever wanted to have some advice on how to build your brand or just generally take your business or anything like that further, she is your girl now. I'm gonna shut the fuck up now because I've gotta go and I've gotta go and protest hard because, wow, what else could I do really? Who would I be if I was not going to the anti-Trump protest today? I would just have to fucking put my foot in my mouth. Yeah. All right, beautiful human beings, I will love and leave you. Please enjoy episode 18 with the wonderful Kato. This is conversation. When I was growing up, All my role models were male. I didn't see anyone I could relate to in the press, online, anywhere. Now, I'm surrounded with the most phenomenal women. They've each endured unique hardships and survived. More than survived, they thrive. But still, women are not equal in the world. Not represented in the media. Not treated equally online. And still subjected to sexism in everyday life alternative women especially are more hashtag than they are real humans. I want to change that. I want you to see the women I see. I want you to hear them. This is conversation. Hey beautiful humans. So welcome back. My guest this week is an incredible woman. She is Absolutely inspiring. I know I say that about everyone, but she is a formidable businesswoman. She is not only moved country, but she has set up a website successfully in an industry that is pretty much flooded already. But she's carved out a little niche for herself, she is amazing. So please welcome this wonderful lady, Kato. Oh, hi! What's up, Rebecca? <laughs> How are you doing, girl? You good? I'm good. I'm good. I am so stoked
1: to finally be featured on Conversation because I am a huge, huge fan of no. your podcast. No. What's your favorite this? one? Oh, I don't know. I love all of them. I've actually, I think um, one of my most favorite is, uh, and it may have been your most recent one with um, uh, Sunny Holiday. I thought that one was really cool she is an amazing woman and um yeah that was that's been one of my favorites And I love your Q&A's too your Q&A's are really cool
2: oh thank you yeah. Sunny's amazing isn't she like her life story is insane I'm like what like oh it's absolutely insane I
1: was listening to it and it's quite a long one and uh and it was just getting uh deeper and deeper and I'm like no way and she's done that as well oh my god <laughs> it's got
0: weirder and weirder I'm like this woman can't be real was, I oh, know. She's awesome. have you ever yeah. met her
1: I've not met her and then um, at the end of the podcast she said that she was going to be um, performing at um, uh, Bar Sinister um, and I live—I don't live too far from LA so I was like oh my gosh I've got to go
2: see the fangirl girl <laughs> you have to meet her honestly yes. I will set you guys up you will get on like a house on fire that would be awesome yes so Kato you are obviously British from your voice we can tell I'm British yep. but
1: you live where? I live in Southern California. I live about an hour southeast of L.A. in a cute little desert neighborhood called Loma Linda. Amazing. And, uh, yeah, I'm focusing on my accent as much as I can right now and beefing it up a bit because <laughs> I've been here for 11 years. And um, I'm sure like as this uh, as this. Podcast progresses. I'm, it's going to start slipping. You're going to start to hear like a little bit of uh, bit of American coming through.
2: <laughs> I'm the same. But Whenever I... I go there, it's easier. <laughs> oh girl. So you're obviously an incredibly, incredibly like highly achieving woman. i just running through what your Instagram bio says. Is you run a website called Steam Girl? I do. You're a musician. You're a clothing mm-hmm. designer. You're right. an investor. <laughs> uh huh. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your background, like, what, what do each of those jobs entail briefly?
1: Well, uh, Steam Girl is a, uh, just a, an erotic photography um, brand, so it's a lot like Suicide Girls, but it's a bit more stylized, there's a lot of cosplay-based stuff, a real high-fantasy cinematic photography on there, so a lot of elves, and awesome. a lot of Steam <laughs> and cool stuff like that, that's been running for five and a half years now. Um, and then it has a sister site on it called Style Erotica, and that's for all of our non, uh, like non-steampunky like non stuff, so whenever we want to do some latex shoots and things like that, that's where that's where those photos go on that gallery. Um, so yeah, that's what uh, Steam Girl is. Um, yeah, I'm a clothing designer. I, I started a, a steampunk clothing company back in 2005, and um, yeah, m- uh, designed and made and sold and distributed everything myself for about eight years, and then... Wow. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of work. And I had, a, I had a, a, a small team of seamstresses working with me. But then in like 2012, I think, um, I licensed like my life's work to Dracula Clothing in Prague. Oh, so wow. now they... I've
2: heard of them, yeah.
1: Yeah, so they sell um, all of my stuff now. And I just have to design one or two collections for them a year. So it's much easier and way more enjoyable. And I don't feel like a sweatshop anymore, which is really nice. <laughs> Yeah, so that's my clothing company. And then in terms of like brand investment, um, I I fund and launch other model sites for them. So I look for awesome talent and potential in, in other models, and I work with them to build up their own brand and create a website for them and basically try and save them all the stress and heartache and expense of... Of doing this yourself um, with no capital, so that's what that is. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, we both know how fucking expensive and time-consuming it is it's to set very, your own brand up.
1: Very stressful. So it's really nice to be able to save people that that heartache, and I wish that someone had been there for me to help me with that. But it's nice to have the tools now and the experience to help other people do that. So
2: yeah, oh, I love that. That's so girl power.
1: Yeah, very girl power. <laughs> I
2: love it. Would you consider yourself a feminist, KO?
1: Um, I definitely have some um, feminist tendencies for sure and I'm very open-minded and have tons of feminist friends. I'm not a very active feminist, but I think I definitely have very feminist views at times.
2: Oh, I love that. Oh, you're such a cool person. This is, I already Thanks. know this podcast is going to be amazing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start. Obviously, it's quite interesting choosing to move countries. What led you up to um, moving to California?
1: Um, it was love originally. I met um I met a chap out here Aww. and we got married. Yeah. We were no longer together, but we gave it a really good run. We were married for ten years. Wow And uh, yeah, yeah. Um but that's why I originally moved out here. And
0: uh and I
1: lived up and down the west coast. I've I originally moved to California and then after four years I backed up and moved up to Portland, Oregon. I lived there for four years and then I bought a huge horse ranch. Amazing. <laughs> in Ale- outside of Seattle I lived there for a year and then my marriage um my marriage fell apart and I decided to pack up and move back to California because I just I always felt like I left my heart here here in California like when I landed here when I was fresh off the boat um it was just so gorgeous and oh I just I,
2: I mean you've been here you know it's like as soon yeah, as you're running I'm grinning from ear to ear right now thinking about it yeah <laughs>
1: But you just like step out of LAX airport and everything smells differently. And it's warm and oh my gosh, I love it here so much. I don't I actually don't see myself living anywhere else. To be honest, I yeah I really really like it here. And I'm actually um, as of last week, I'm applying for citizenship. So
0: <gasps> <gasps> gonna
2: become an American. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Good luck. <laughs> Thanks.
1: <laughs> well, I'm a little, I'm just really nervous by how much Trump hates immigrants right now. <laughs> I'm just mm-hmm. like, well, maybe it'd be safer if I just became an American. <laughs> like, my, one of my biggest fears would be deportation. Oh, my gosh, I can't even, I can't even.
2: <laughs> yeah, girl, that would be so absolutely scary. Like, you've obviously yeah. forged a life for yourself over there. Do you think it's really benefited your career? I think it has, I think it has.
1: Now, I think that um, had I pursued the same thing um that I do now um in the UK but just a little later on um I probably would have been able to be as successful as I have been but when I started all of this there wasn't there really wasn't such thing as social media you know mm-hmm. we only just about had internet installed at home and I'm from Wales by the way so it just a little further behind than the rest of the UK so um so I really do feel that like moving out here gave me much better chances and and in the the steampunk genre too which is just Enormous over here when I arrived, so I had an, a massive market that was just hungry for all my stuff And I think that it really helped propel my career forward. So yeah, I think it's definitely helped.
2: That's so cool You've got your head screwed on. I love it. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you. How
1: is
2: it how is it running um, your erotica website then it's, it's like an empire. It must be stressful as fuck. I try to keep
1: it I try to keep it small and cute so it doesn't get too stressful. There was a time early on where it was growing really rapidly had so many model submissions and, um, and it was just turning into this mini suicide goals and it was just me running it. And I was, I had a small team of people helping me, but it was so expensive and so stressful. And I decided let's just sort of keep it, try to keep it a little bit more consolidated and, and, um, a bit more manageable. Um, and I've got it down to about four staff And, um, yeah, and I still, I still shoot and model a lot on it. I definitely use myself as the primary model when I launched it. Um, but yeah, I think we have about 60 models on there. That's awesome. Yeah, which is really cool. And everybody's, um, this wonderful little happy family and we have awesome meetups and photo shoot fests here at my house or in Vegas. Um, I have another studio up in Portland. Um, I work very closely with, um, my photographer, Genevieve, she's a model as well. She goes by Forbidden Realm. And uh, so, yeah, she has tons of my costumes and props and stuff up there. And so we'll do a lot of photo shoots up there, and rent out cabins in the forest and just compile tons of awesome photos. And we update it uh, once a week, every Saturday. And it's a lot of work, but it's it's really fun and has a really big membership base and everybody's super supportive. It's very cool. It's mostly um, a membership uh, our demographics are mostly artists there's tons and tons and tons awesome. of artists yeah yeah they just really appreciate the cinematic ele- element to all our photos because we build all our photo sets too so we'll build like re- really elaborate ridiculous photo sets um it's oh
2: good go- yeah yeah, it sounds yeah so cool. picturesque like a little cabin in the woods and everything i can i would that's my jam right there
1: It's been a great excuse to convert my house into one big photo studio, so every room is themed, um, which is really really fun. And I have have a bit of a a couch addiction, and so (laughs) I have I'm up to about eleven couches now. All, like Victorian and awesome and it's just such a wonderful excuse when everyone is like I think you need to stop I'm like no
2: no I need this for a photo shoot <laughs> you don't understand <laughs> and then it's a tax write-off so <laughs> <laughs> I mean hell yeah it does make a huge difference doesn't it I've realized shooting my patreon content so um, the location is it really does add like a huge element to it people have seen so many naked girls in front of white screens Yeah, exactly you want to keep it different for people and and create something they haven't seen before. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So give me like, obviously you say it's quite a small business, but it doesn't it doesn't sound small to me, girl. Like, don't play it down. <laughs> You're doing amazingly. Give me like a, a day in the life of running a business. Day in the life, um,
1: it can change week to week um, and day to day sometimes, depending mm-hmm. on what it is I'm focusing on. But I'll get up. Um, I get up really early. Everyone like can't believe like how early I get More up time. sometimes. I begin, I begin it, but like sort of. Like 5 a.m. Oh for my god! What? Like seven years. <laughs> wow. I get up really early. I'm such a morning person, though, Rebecca. And I'll like, I'll get up and do all my housework and all the stuff I need to. Do. I have this small pack of um, Boston terriers too, so I need to like release the hounds and do <laughs> all, all that stuff and um, pick up dog poop and uh, yeah, just take care of the house and stuff and then um, hit the gym and then I'll ramp into either designing clothing for whichever collection we've got coming up if we're gonna do a seasonal one this year or we're just gonna do one big fat annual collection um so yeah i'll be working on samples (coughs) or um or i'll be editing and if i'm not editing i usually have a model staying here with me and i'll be like um, organizing a photo shoot or two or three for her and knocking those out so yeah, that's 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 most of my day. It takes up a lot of time and that's
2: yeah, so cool. it doesn't. So, you, I love yeah. that you always have people staying there. Do you find you've really like made some like really strong friends? You've really forged a family.
1: Absolutely, it's really really nice. It's so nice having such a strong, awesome circle of friends, especially when you live in a country where you have no family. It was really really difficult my first few years living here. Being and I was a little baby too. I was like 20, 22, 23. So it was um, it was heartbreaking being here with <clears throat> no family and an eight-hour time difference, and so um, yeah, establishing a, a close-knit circle of of friends and girlfriends has been fantastic. Especially, since I really didn't have that many close female friends growing up; they were really few and far between. Mm. And in school, I had just like one main friend, you know. And I haven't really stayed in touch with anyone from school or college. So I sort of like came here with no
2: one and no love. And... <laughs> <Aww, laughs> oh so, no, it's so sad. Yeah, it's just so
1: nice to yeah slowly establish an awesome group of friends over the years.
2: Yeah, I feel exactly the yep. same. I obviously have my um, club night, and we've forged a family yeah. of about twenty-five girls. And honestly, oh, they are the cl- like closest girlfriends I've ever had. I went to an all-girl school, and oh okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's completely different, isn't it?
1: Yeah, totally different. And then they, you know, some of them will become family to you as well. You, you sort of like, I don't know, you, you love your family, but, um, but but sometimes you can you can choose new family members for yourself that, that
2: you've know, had a communication with and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, support your local girl gang. You, everybody needs a girl gang. Yeah. <laughs> So, obviously, you've got lots of girls on your books, and you obviously spend a lot of time around models who, um, I guess, you, we consider ourselves sex workers, don't we? We're in the...
1: I guess, uh, yeah, I've I've mulled over this several times, wondering as to... I know that, like, erotic photography does generally fit under the category of, of sex work.
0: Mm.
1: I don't feel that... Um, you know we have it as as difficult when mo- what we mostly do is just sort of erotic photography I think that we're we're quite we're quite safe we have it a bit more easy but um yeah I, I definitely think it does fit under the the sex work category
2: yeah so what's yeah. what's kind of the mood over there like with all your girls and everything and you um, regarding sex work obviously like foster ancestors come in recently yeah. and fuck shit up
0: it really
1: has fucked shit up for a lot of um a lot of my close friends who do do stuff that's a little more um, risqué and considered more taboo than than um, just, you know, nude photography. Um, and uh, one of my closest friends is pretty much out of work and having and, and just having this, this enormous panic wondering what she's supposed to do now. Um, so, yeah, it really has messed a lot of stuff up. I understand the intention behind Foster and Sester. It's very, I mean, it's, it's, it has very good intention, like yeah. sexual sex trafficking is terrible awful like, yeah you know, we have to someone needs to put a stop to that but i don't think that um shutting down entire websites and you know putting all this fear into other sites to shut down their factions and their pages is really the solution to it but it's difficult to talk about because I, i'm not really sure what the solution actually is i know that Having these these websites up and running was actually helping organisations um, to identify and reach out to victims of sex trafficking. So by shutting them down, now they can't reach them, and there's also no evidence either um, for prosecuting any of the um, any of the traffickers. So yeah, it's 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 dumb. It's like it's like pulling all your teeth out so you never have any dental problems. It's oh, my God, like, that's
2: exactly right. So
1: stupid. <laughs> like, why would you shut down the entire site? Now everybody definitely has to
2: take to the streets and stuff, and everyone's way more at risk. And, oh, I don't know. It's crazy, isn't it? Like, honestly, how are you supposed to identify who's at risk when everybody's crammed in the same box?
1: Yeah, it was... Um, yeah, all these sites up until now have been, yeah, the main avenue for certain organizations to find people and victims and help them out, and, but yeah, it's it's a lot harder now, so, yeah, I feel like, I feel like it's, it's probably done a lot more damage than it has, it has good.
2: Completely, and I think it's only going to keep going, like, um, only recently my personal Patreon got suspended, I managed to get it back, but, okay, it's super scary, do you have any fears or anything like that for your work?
1: Yeah, I lost my Patreon too, um, like, Two days ago. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Back to you. I got it back to you. I had a little mini panic and worked really hard at getting it back. Um, yeah, I, I think that, like I was saying, I think that erotic photographers and erotic models, so long as you run your business as professionally as possible, um, I don't really think the way we are at as much risk. Um, and by professionally, I mean making sure that you get every model to sign a release form and you get a scanned copy of her ID and you know her age and everything and everything's she's legal and everything's absolutely fine. Um, I think that, yeah, I think that you and I are all right. Um, but I think once you're doing a little, a little extra, or you're definitely, you're in the porn industry, for example, and you're, Mm. you're going off to LA and shooting scenes. Um, I don't know there's it's just it's it's such a huge industry too it's so huge and i know that there's so many people that aren't really doing their job properly and completely. as cleanly and legally as possible and there's there's so many there's so many payments under the table and i just feel like people just need to treat it like a like a proper proper job they need to have everything accounted for and be paying their taxes because then you're probably going to be a bit a little bit safer
2: um yeah. yeah no I completely agree I've had a lot of people discussing it recently on my um on my Instagram and I think a lot of people assume that sex workers don't pay the taxes and stuff like of
1: course, yeah,
2: taxes. I saw that I saw the comments
1: that one post of you um uh yeah you were protesting I think yeah and yeah the comments were out of control and I couldn't believe how many people thought that it wasn't real work and that yeah people weren't actually paying paying their taxes and yeah it was bizarre I don't know how they think
2: we're getting away with it like what kind of life do we live
1: (laughs) you handled that post really well by the way those comments some of them were just ridiculous and you handled all of them with such grace it was it was amazing to see I was reading so many of them and I was there for I was like reading for way too long I was like okay there's just
2: too many I gotta start reading all these now but yeah it was
1: (laughs) Really cool. You're awesome.
2: Oh, thank you so much. I mean, I I feel like educating is the only way, and that's why we're having this conversation right here, right now. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, K is obviously you. You said you have a Patreon, but is is it different running your Patreon to running your own um, Steam girl site?
1: Um, it is a little different. I offer different content um, and way more high res downloadable sets than I do on our website. Um, I I give away probably a little less content and it's a little bit more expensive but it's it's there for people that want to see things early and want sneak peeks of stuff um I'm actually kind of struggling at juggling that along with everything else right now but it definitely helps it helps supplement my income so
2: yeah yeah so would you recommend like obviously girls are
0: A crocodile
1: can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
2: Getting up their patrons and stuff now. It's gonna be tricky for them. Do you think it's better for them to go down the route of joining a site like Steam Girl?
1: It probably is. Um, in terms of longevity, it's going to be way more secure to have your own site or to join a site like Steam Girl or Suicide Girls um, that is likely going to stick around. They're, you know, we're bigger companies, um, we're bigger brands, and we do everything properly. And you're not going to lose, um, you're not going to lose your profile, your page on there, your your photos, and there's always going to be work for you. There's always going to be money. Um, whereas, yeah, Patreon is a bit more washy. They're having to constantly update their policy. Um, and they're, I mean, any of these sites are really quite afraid. It's, it's, it's very difficult for them to monitor the content that's being released. Yeah. Um, I've seen some really hardcore stuff on Patreon that lasts for a month or two and then gets found out and shut down. But theres it's constantly popping up. And like I said, a lot of these sites are pulling some of their pages or their entire site themselves out of fear. I mean, there are some sites that got shut down by the fbi but there are other ones that are just so afraid of the five-year sentence that they're being threatened with if they get found out that there is any sort of sex trafficking happening or even a hint of it happening on their site so yeah i am sure i'm sure patreon is shitting themselves right yeah. now it's,
2: what did you yeah. say five, a five-day sentence is that the punishment
1: it's five-year um prison sentence there's an enormous fine but they they're just in terms of yeah, CEOs of those companies—they're just going straight after them and threatening them with a huge, huge sentence, prison sentence. So um, Craigslist um, classified their personals; they just like pulled all of that down straight away. Yeah, Craigslist. I saw that. Jail. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, the government itself hasn't shut down that many sites themselves. It's the websites that are terrified, and they're they're just closing them down because they're like, I'm not going to risk it. But. Yeah, so I, I'm sure Patreon's feeling it too.
2: Damn girl, that's fucking insane. So yeah, I think, I think I might be to be coming to you for for a website. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, um, yeah, in terms of the um, branding investment, I have launched sites for some of my most popular models on Steam Girl and Style Erotica. and then there are others that have submitted sets here there, and I've just sort of like seen their potential and then built them up. I have a, I run three websites currently I have four signed models but I built and run uh, three sites for three awesome girls Um, one is uh, the model named Octocuro she's based in Russia
2: oh yeah I think I've seen her yeah I
1: launched her site for her about a month ago she's had a really great first month and then I have another model named Rin, and we've been running her site for about three and a half years now. She was our first model, and her site's doing great. It's called rincity.com. And then, yeah, my friend Genevieve. So we run Forbidden Realm for her. And uh, they're all quite different too, which is really cool. <clears throat> and then Rin actually just released a, a sort of sister gallery on the side, a lot like Stellarotica is to Steam Girl, and it's called dustrat.com. And that's it's really cool. It's just all her all her own hand-picked models. And... Um, yeah, it's, it's very cool.
2: I love how creative all of these names are and everything. Everything about you just yeah. creativity. I love branding. Oh, my gosh. I love coming up with brand names.
1: And um, I just run with it. My brain. I just, I'll just, i come up with, like, four or five brand new products and brands and websites every day. Like, I'm always just buying domain names. I'm like, that would be brilliant for something. new. <laughs> way too many domains I'm probably never going to use so oh my gosh I just yeah I have have too
2: much of that (laughs) I love that how important is brand to like a model coming up do you reckon
1: it's so important oh my gosh it's so important and it's really important to stick with it like definitely yeah once you've once you've chosen your alias your model name really stick with it um and um yeah just 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 make sure that everything you're, you're doing is around, is around that and your name and your image and, oh gosh, I mean, come up with a logo if you can. I mean, it's really, really important.
2: Absolutely. So what's kind of like um, the process? So a girl, you have either chosen or a girl's come to you and approached you. Um, how does it come from being kind of like, oh, I, I want you to build a website for me fully through to like the conception and launch?
1: So yeah, so like I said, I'll either um, kind of gauge who's the most popular model on my site or I can just kind of tell because they're just blowing up online. and You know a star when you see one, you know? Yeah, I really do. And, um, yeah, so I just approach her and, and let her know what I offer and if she wants to go down that route and save herself all the hassle and then sign a contract with me. And we usually keep them about just a year. Because I'm not about making money off of models. It's about let me see how much I can hassle I can save you. And once you take off, if you want to grab all this and go, that's absolutely fine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um and yeah and then it'll take and i have like a, a two person uh, graphic design team and we'll just like work with the model to decide how she'd like her site to look and uh what she'd like on there and then uh, we'll spend like a couple of months <clears throat> building it and launching it and then uh yeah i'll provide her with cool banners and stuff that she can take to events so she can have like a really legit looking booth and Just promote herself, and I'll take care of everything and webmasters, fees, and payment process, and everything. All she has to do then is just shoot and provide content. I
2: love that. Just the fun, creative, creative stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that because I obviously we've been in the industry a long time, and some of the people that used to employ me weren't particularly good at like giving me control. Sometimes they'd publish shots and stuff that I didn't really Mm -hmm. didn't want on the internet and stuff. I think. Or do you think that like the kindness route is so much better than going down and trying to just grab money? Absolutely, it absolutely is. It's it's it's
1: so awful okay. when you do have like terrible photos of published of yourself and you don't have that control. I really want to be able to give models the control over their own content, and they only release stuff that they want, edited the the way that they wanted it to be edited, or or you know after they've edited edited it themselves. So. Um, yeah, it's so important to just let models do their thing and feel really confident and happy about the content of themselves that's being released. Especially if it's nude content, it's like the most intimate thing that you could so you could you could give away to the world. So it's so important to make sure everyone is a hundred percent happy with all of that.
2: I love that. Yeah, it's such a shift in the industry. I think Patreon, although it's going downhill now, it, it was one of the huge things that really opened up to me to be able to take full control. Like I rarely shoot for anyone else anymore yeah that's brilliant that's really cool it's so good so okay you started off modeling was that your kind of like first reach into self-employment
1: um let me see oh gosh I I've I've been obsessed with just wanting to work for myself since I was a little little kid you like what and is. yeah and I um, um had lots of little jobs here and there and then when I by the time I was about 17 I think um, I started a brand uh, named Moshka and I made synthetic hair falls, dreads, oh,
2: amazing. But,
1: yeah, and little beanie hats and um, accessories. And I was sewing some clothes, but they were kind of they were shitty looking. They were pretty crappy. <laughs> I was learning, and ran that for a while. But like I said, you know, there was no social media. We barely had an internet connection at home, so it was a lot of just driving around. Wales and and England and hitting up lots of different fairs and craft fairs and markets and stuff like that and selling it all. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I went to I went to art school for fashion and textiles. Um, I studied fine art for a bit and then yeah, specialised in fashion and textiles. And I wanted to be a fashion illustrator, but there's really not as much money in that as there is in just running your own clothing company. Of course, so yeah. <laughs> yeah so um yeah so I I think I was designing and selling clothes for close friends and friends of friends and building up a really small client base um yeah right like a year about a year before I I immigrated out to the U.S. um yeah so yeah kind of it's always been I've always been heavily immersed in anything creative and yeah creative arts and I've I've done some some costume work for small London theatre productions, just little one-offs, things I was barely paid for, but it was just really good experience, you know, really good stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I've, I've worked a ton of your your regular nine-to-fives too, lots of, like, retail and serving coffee. Yeah, oh, really? uh, I was a care worker for a couple of years. Oh, amazing. Yeah, and it, I had to really, really work my butt off to um, afford... Um, all the immigration stuff—it gets really expensive. So oh girl, I, I was like, working a couple of jobs and doing night shifts and stuff. And but yeah, managed to afford it all.
2: When was the point where you kind of like took the leap? You were like, I'm going to be self-employed as of now.
1: Oh, um, probably when I set foot in the states yeah, when I arrived here, I I did actually apply, um, I hit up lip service, and wanted to see if they needed any designers, they were really interested in my work, but they were looking for menswear designers more than, more women's wear, and um, there there was a few people that wanted seamstresses, but I really didn't think that I was good enough to be sewing for other people just yet, and uh, so, yeah, I just just bought myself a sewing machine and just really got going and worked really 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 hard and I was using MySpace mostly to to uh, build my brand um and it just took off yeah it was very cool
2: that's so cool you're such a creative person and like thank you I think in the creative industries it's so important to diversify especially when you're self-employed because nobody really has like one job no exactly
1: yeah
2: I love it yeah that. and, and you're a musician as well yeah, well, that, that's yeah, that's
1: brand new actually. I've always wanted to um, to pursue music. I I grew up. Um, I have a very pushy mom who made me take piano lessons, and I played <laughs> guitar and bass, and um, and then sort of like left it be for a long time. And then <clears throat> I met my <clears throat> my new partner, Derek who I'm with, we've been together for a couple of years now. And uh, he's a musician of like 20 something years or a very seasoned musician. And um, yeah, actually one of our, one of our friends heard me singing one, one evening and she was like, Oh my gosh, you're really, really good. And I just shrugged it off. I was super shy about Aww. it. Like, that She'd heard me singing and uh, she dared us to start a band. She was like, you guys should totally, totally think about this. And I just laughed about it at the time. But then over the following like two or three days, Derek and I were looking at each other like, maybe we should. Is that could yes. be Yes. Kind of... So, yeah, we've been, for the last year and a bit, working on our first album, which we finally just released. Our band is called DK Zero. And it is very heavily influenced by awesome throwback industrial so your your favorite Nine Inch Nails and your favorite
2: I love Nine Inch Nails your
1: favorite version of Marilyn Manson and then lots of um 5000 and dope and um with like a little bit of like weirdness in there and we've we're, we're going down a slightly poppier route as well right now just kind of like throwing a lot of stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks and we've um we've met a really great producer here in LA Named Charles Callahan, and he's been working really closely with us to really define our sound. And we're just very open to being molded into whatever we feel is right for the times and um, feels current and marketable and radio, somewhat radio-friendly. Mm. Uh, yeah, and it's it's good. We released a couple of music videos. Um, they're blowing up. and oh, my it's girl, girlfriend.
2: Savannah was in one. Yes, she was. I Your love girlfriend. her. I flew her out from Ohio and she brought Deb with her. Oh, God, so, so cute. So uh,
1: Savannah and Deb were in it and they were amazing. And I hired her to um, do some fire performance for it. And she nailed it. She was so much fun. She's the she queen, so, right?
2: I love that girl.
1: She, she's the queen. I love her. I love her butt. I love her butt so much. <laughs> <laughs> Best bottom. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she's she's the same though isn't she she has so many jobs I think honestly I yeah. keep going on about it recently to anyone that's coming up in the industry is diversifying is literally the key mm-hmm, absolutely
1: yeah she she's branded herself really well as have you so many Thank of you. your of your <laughs> awesome your awesome, troop. Um, yeah, just every time I'm looking at your Instagrams and stuff, and I see something else you're doing, and now there's like stickers, and now there's like a tote bag, and now there's this with your face on. I'm like, oh
2: my, I should be doing this stuff. These girls are just forging like ahead. You guys are amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. Honestly, it, it really is the key. Um, do you have any yeah. like advice for girls? Who obviously, like everybody wants to try and find who they are very quickly. So I think a lot of people try different things, but they almost Mm -hmm. try and spread themselves too thinly. Do you have any advice for people trying to, like, find their thing?
1: I think there's nothing wrong with just trying as many different things as you can, as long as you don't exhaust yourself or accidentally work with the wrong people but then again that's really good experience too I feel like trial and error is fine and it's totally okay to make your own mistakes I talked about wanting to save other models from from the stress of it all but at the same time it is really important to have shitty experiences sometimes you you become you become really savvy to all of it and um and not hardened but you know you kind of you do you toughen up a little bit and it makes you um just way more experience of being able to move forward in the best <clears throat> best most efficient way. Um I think it's absolutely fine to try as many different things as you can and just really explore everything that you're you're able to that is that is at your at your fingertips and networking with people and working with the right people, finding cool people that share those same interests, that um have good intentions and want to move forward with you. I think it's really, really important to network as much as possible. Um and, yeah, I feel like a lot of my best work has come about as as a result of really cool collaborations. So, yeah, I think that would be one of my biggest pieces of, is of, of advice is just, you know,
2: yeah networking
1: and finding finding really like minded people to work with. Totally.
2: It's absolutely who you know, isn't it? Yeah, it really is sometimes. Yeah. Do you have any especially advice? In... Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, Especially in this industry. Yeah, yeah yeah it's so creative and everything, and like it's hard to kind of like put your achievements down on paper sometimes. I think just talking to other people and coming up with amazing ideas is the way
1: we live in such an amazing time we live in such an amazing area where we have so much incredible fast technology. I mean, do you remember when we were trying to brand ourselves, but you'd have to come home to use your desktop computer or your laptop if you had one? Oh my God yes. you know there, you know there was you had to wait all day and there was no like, oh I can just do it now and I can just actually I can just make a video on my phone right now and I can edit it on my phone right now and throw it up on Instagram. And then I can share it over here too, you know. It's it's absolutely incredible. It's it's such a such a fun time to live oh my in. Oh god.
2: It's scary, isn't it? Like I actually until you just <laughs> mentioned it then, I completely forgot that originally I didn't even have Instagram. I know it's weird. Huh? I was like what? <laughs> so bizarre. So bizarre. Yeah. Obviously and we're moving in we're living in a really fast paced world and stuff like that. And putting up content's really hard and content gets taken down have you had yeah. any really really like unique challenges that you've overcome
1: um i've lost a lot of content i've had to it's been difficult navigating what uh, what's going to stay what you can post what you can get away with In terms of unique challenges i think just um knowing who to trust it comes down to people again i think um there are a lot of mean people out there that want to take advantage of of women and models, um, especially. And I think that's been the most difficult thing. It's just sort of like knowing who to trust. It's 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 difficult because you don't want to become a hardened bitch. You don't want to be a big asshole totally. and not trust one. You know, you you still want to have a big smile on your face and just happy to meet new people and and be the best version of yourself that you can for them but at the same time you really you really don't know a person until you've you've worked with them for quite some time um and I've I've had a lot of heartbreaking moments where <clears throat> I've put invested a lot into people only to find out that they just they were just totally fake and just writing stuff the whole time and, oh God, and sabot- yeah sabotaging me behind my back just jealous in and sort of like trying to ruin things for me business-wise the whole time um while while smiling, you know, and so I so wouldn't. stop
2: how awful. It's
1: really tough. So that's been one of the biggest challenges: is 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 catching that and recognizing that in people early on. Um, there's a lot of vampires out there. So yeah. yeah, yeah, So um, I think I've gotten better at it. Just when I think I have, it happens again. But um, but it's always a lot easier to deal with the yeah. the second yeah. round.
2: You know um comes back to what you yeah. said earlier about experience isn't it like sometimes you'll get fucked over but if you learn from it it's not a mistake really
1: absolutely and it's so important to have a thick skin and those experiences do toughen you up as well and as as an erotica model you need the thickest skin of all you really do
2: hugely you do yes. for, even just for the instagram comments and then everything else that comes oh, on top right. bloody hell yeah <laughs> Girl, yes. you're so you're so down to earth. Like you're obviously a su- insanely successful woman. You've moved halfway across the world. I cannot believe how chill you are. Oh my gosh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you so much. It's all the sunset. I just get so
1: much vitamin D here. I'm just I'm just chill.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can only like imagine how much happy I would be if I lived in a sunny country. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm afraid we're running out of time, super fast. That went so insanely quick. This was awesome. This has been so much fun. Thank you. To be
1: honest, Rebecca, I've been trying not to fangirl the whole time because I'm such a huge fan. I am. I am. And I'm just like, after devouring all of your episodes of Croversation and then you asking me to to um, be on your show. I just I was just like, oh, but I'm, how can I be one of those awesome women? She, she sees me as one of these cool
2: people. And, Shut oh my gosh, up, like, you <laughs> are amazing. Honestly, every time I look like at your Instagram, I'm like, oh my God, just everything down from your branding to your image to your hard worth working ethic. Like You release content constantly. I'm like, oh my God, I need to release a set today, what? <laughs> you are so on top of it and you're so inspiring. I, I think a lot of people should really look up to you for sure
1: so much I definitely feel the same way about you and I I admire how active you are I wish I really do feel like I should be way more active um, in terms of the doing and the making of podcasts and public things that are going to reach people a lot better than just a photo here or a photo there I feel like you're you're huge inspiration to so many young women and i'm like i'm in, in absolute awe of everything that you do
2: oh thank you so much well this is your chance do you have any do you have any advice for women worldwide what do we need to do to try and stop all these horrible laws coming in and fucking us up what should we do
1: uh be as professional as you can um i don't know if like playing it safe is even even a uh, a suggestion but um,
2: <laughs> no. um
1: yeah um be professional take care of yourself, um, try to just, um, gosh, I mean, it really does depend what it is that you do for a living, Mm. what it is you're focusing on, but, um, cover your ass and make sure that you've got everything backed up and you have a plan B and a plan C because we just, we don't know what this government is going to do next, so, yeah.
2: That's really real advice. I like that. I, I feel like everyone always, always like, we got to be awesome and stick together and it's going to be fine. But realistically, it might not be. You know,
1: Realistically, it probably won't be. So I, I definitely say just sort of prepare for that. Be as strong as you can be. Um, yeah. And have your plan be set in place so that when shit does hit the fan, it's not going to be absolutely devastating. we are just we'll just we'll just ride with the times stuff's changing so quickly all the time so it's just I think it's it's the mature approach really
2: yeah completely girl and um, at the end of the day we've always got each other and I've always got the amazing women that I've met through this industry even if it all does fall apart around us
1: (laughs) there you go and you're so and you're so multi-talented there's so many amazing things that you do (laughs) that I feel like if if the if the adult industry or the sex industry just just goes down completely and it's the most illegal thing on the planet and we can't touch it with a barge pole, then you know there's still awesome stuff that we can do. We're we're amazing people. We're capable of so many things.
2: So many and, things. Yeah,
1: especially in the creative arts, there's so much cool stuff that yeah, we do. Yeah, so,
2: all about diversifying. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Kato, thank you so fucking much. You're an absolute queen. Thank you. This has been tons of fun. Thank you. Have you got any um, cool projects coming up or anything that you want to plug? uh cool projects
1: um well i'm just forging ahead with the band right now and we're going to start some rehearsals next month and hopefully go on tour by october so um yeah i'm um i'm looking forward to getting some some live show experience under my belt and then we're hoping to book some really cool shows over in europe in the spring so i'll definitely be posting about that online and keep you up to date with where i'm going to be and um
2: yeah (laughs) <laughs> yes. oh my god how amazing I would love to meet you actually in person that would be really fun that would be it's so my goal fun on my bucket list <laughs> <laughs> and where can we find you
1: online you can find me um, on Instagram at Kato Punk and you can also find me um, if you just go to thisiskato.com there's a, a links page to everything that I do and all the my all of my shit so yep yeah, thisiskato.com
2: Amazing. Oh, girl, thank you so much. I've had such an amazing time. I feel so uplifted and inspired now. Oh, me too. Me
1: too. Thank you for this. This is awesome.
2: Thank you so much, girl. Well, you take care now, and I will hopefully meet you in the flesh very, very soon. Yes, please. (laughs) Already. Thanks, girl. Bye.
0: Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby.